black women are not only contributing to the economy as entrepreneurs, innovators, educators, and leaders, but they are also instrumental in fostering community development. In this episode, I sit down with Kemi Bolatiti-Bello, the CEO and founder of Bulk Buy Wholesale, a grocery store providing affordable groceries to Edmontonians while reducing waste. Kemi started her business from her garage in 2016 and has now grown her business to a million dollars. Alongside her husband, Kemi expanded Bulk Buy Wholesale to two locations in just two years. This is the untold story of Kemi Bola Titi Bello. The journey started in uh, 2016. Um, we came to Canada in 2015 with my husband and my family, my children. Um, and during that winter, we found out that the price of um, uh, produce, basically tomatoes, peppers, fresh produce are really, really high. So I was asking around, like, how can we make something cheaper for people in Edmonton? Because for me, I've always been an entrepreneur. I always look for opportunities and try to meet people's needs. And I was told, oh, there are farmers. They come, most times they come to Calgary every summer and from all over the country and in Alberta and they come to those farmers markets and they sell directly to consumers or resellers of anybody that wants cheaper produce during the summer. So I decided, okay, let me do that adventure trip to Calgary and meet these farmers. So I went in 2016 and I met with a couple of the farmers uh, in Calgary and we decided to start the business. And then I said, okay, give me some time. Let me go back home and speak with people and see if they will be interested in getting cheaper produce. And people showed interest, they sent me their names and and the, the number of boxes of tomatoes and peppers they needed. And I sent money down to Calgary and then the farmer set it on the truck and sent it to me. And that's how I started in 2016. Basically, we started from my garage, from the house, and that's how we started. So every summer up until 2019, People know me that I sell produce, fresh produce during summer to people in Edmonton. And that's how people started asking us for chicken. They started asking for different food items. Mm -hmm. So I saw a need that we needed to make this permanent and not just inside us. And we decided to open our first store in 2019. That's so important that that you know, it's not just a side hustle, but something that you wanted to grow bigger to support our community and, of course, contribute to the economy as well. Because I know that that's creating jobs, right? Mm -hmm. That's employing people, including students. And that's definitely contributing to health because it's food that we eat that you're, yes, you're, that right. you're getting directly from farmers. So now you've cut out sort of the middle processing pieces mm -hmm. because now you're supporting farming industry as well. Yes, we by, do that represent. Yeah, collaborating with farmers. So I want to you to share and just think about when you first started, you know, in your garage, what are some of the challenges that you faced at that time? And when you were now trying to transition from your garage to an actual business, formalized business, what are some of the challenges that you faced as well? 
you're not allowed in city of Edmonton uh, when you're having a major business in house there is a permit process that you have to go through that your your neighbors have to agree on you having that major business from the house and for us because for us not to violate anything we i had to take up a business permit from the city for me to be able to do a minor business from the house but that wasn't helping either because i have truck that we want to deliver um produce to us and then they would probably be driving on people's lawn so I had to stop that. I had to find a way around it. So that's when I decided to be looking for it. Actually, the business started a little bit of by accident because I was looking for a temporary storage space ah. for us to be storing those food items that have like a walking coolers or something temporary for us to use in summer. I wasn't even planning on a permanent business oh, at that okay. time because I was working full time. I have I was in school. I was um, taking my classes at Makiwan for my towards my degree. So I was busy in, in life and handling with three kids, and then I have to start a business full time. So those are like big issues for me. So I just said, okay, this are summer program, uh, summer business. We need a space. So I was looking around. I checked on different. Uh, renting website and I came across an ad on Kijiji for our current south location uh, where the owners wanted to sell the assets of the space. But at that time they had walk-in freezers and we had uh, storage spaces and something that I really wanted at that time. So and I spoke with them they said I can come and it happens to be like a block from my office at that time. Oh, so. Wow. Uh, during my break time, I walked in there and I spoke with them and they said they wanted to sell. I was like, why? Like they said they're going into, it was formerly an Asian store, food store. So they wanted to go into, they were distributing food from that location to all different um, Indian food um, uh, grocery stores in Edmonton. So they already have walk-in freezers, walk-in coolers, things that I actually needed and some um, rack, shelf racks that I wanted at that time that would really help us. And they said, okay, they wanted to sell. And I don't have that money mm -hmm. at that time. So I I spoke with my <coughs> husband. He was like, you're crazy. We can't do that right now. We can't afford that. So he said, later he said, I said, well, we can try at least. He said, I, I, because I'm an awful person, like Oof. I'm just very awful. I just believe we can do it. So I went back and told them, I said, I don't have all this cash right now. And what I can do is I'll pull down some money because at that time they also wanted somebody who could take over their lease because they had a five-year lease at that location and they needed somebody and they're already two years in the lease and they wanted to get out of the lease. So they need somebody to get them out of that lease. So I went back and negotiated with that leverage wow. and told them I won't be able to give you all the money right now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a 5,000 deposit right now to show that I'm interested in taking over this asset. And then I'm going to pay the landlord the down payment for the lease for the following months and the first and last pay rent for the month. And I will sign the lease. I will take over your lease from the landlord. But I believe in the next three months, I would be able to pay you off. And they agreed. 
and that's how we started Bog by South. We started Bog by South uh, just right before COVID, before everything shut down. We started in 2019, summer of 2019, COVID came in, just, we were just having our first two set of staff when COVID hit, um, I believe everything was shut down March 2020. So it was right in the middle of, of um, COVID. But what really helped us to kind of thrive a little bit was because at that time that people were home, people needed food. People were cooking more, people needed food. And so that draw people to us. And because we have that price advantage, I bug by also because that's what we really, really go for. We make sure that food are really affordable at our stores. So we make sure that people get affordability when it comes to us and they get it fresh. They get it direct from source. So we make sure there are no food waste. About by what we go after is sustainability. We don't want food that's supposed to go otherwise on food land waste. We make sure we, we kind of um, salvage them and get it in store and get it to people in a very um, well packaged and affordable for customers. That's what one of our main goal at Bug by Wholesale. So at that point in time, people on the uh, on the west side, on the north side, were kind of, you know, asking us, when are we going to have another location on that side? And then uh, because of this, the way the, the south location was structured, we don't have room for us to expand the main retail area. It was very limited. And because of the structure, we couldn't expand the retail area. So either we kind of look for a nest bay to us that we could add on, or we could look for another space. So we thought, okay, let's look for another space somewhere else. And we happened to come um, about the west location that we have right now, that at that time, the landlord was kind of going into renovations so of the whole building. So it helps us in some ways because we don't have to spend those extra dollars for us to get that renovation done. So the landlord was ready to take on the renovation for us at that point. So we thought it was a kind of a nice deal for us. So that's why we took that location and um, we went into it. For, but then when it comes to challenges is, um, is financing, is funding. It's been an issue right from the beginning and it's still an issue right now for banks to believe in you, for lenders to believe in you and believe in your business, especially during COVID. Um, what we were hearing from most of the banks were like, you're in a risky business. What if, you know, because of the shutdowns and shutdowns and shutdowns. So the banks are kind of wary of, you know, giving money to businesses. So it's, those are the things. And sometimes you may be pushed to a corner that you have to take from a very high interest rate lenders that are not like uh, regular, maybe giant banks, but they are small lenders that, that give you money for you to do everyday business. And, and then they take their money weekly and just kind of um, for you to get going, for you to have that cash flow, for you to keep pushing. So the, those are the issues. And when you take loans from such lenders, the problem is your, your, your margin becomes very, very low in terms of all your profits are going to them. And all you're just doing is just trying to keep the business going and keep it alive.
So those are the major issues that I would say we have because we, we have the expertise in terms of myself and my husband managing the business. We have all the experiences in terms of when we, de we deal with logistics, deal with suppliers, um, deal with vendors. Then um, of uh, recent times too, we've had issues with high um, rates um, in terms of the transportation because due to everything happening in North America, so the cost of transportation had gone up, which has affected the price of food. And, you know, we pass those costs to customers. We don't like to do that, but we don't have a choice. So those are like the major ones that, that we are dealing with right now. I would um, suggest for them to kind of drop their key factor assessment, like a regular assessment they'd use for people like us that are immigrants. We don't have the generational um, um, history with the banks because we are first generation immigrants most times and we don't have this grandparent that left us a lot of money or lands for us to use um, as down payment for loans. We don't have uh, a lot of credit history when in terms of when, when we come nearly to Canada and we want to start a business. We, don't want to work for others. We want to um, generate jobs. We want to build businesses. We want to build um, build generational wealth too for, for our families. So I would um, suggest to the banks to look at other ways for them to be able to look at, okay, is this person paying, making their payments in terms of other commitments or meeting their obligations? Are they, are they genuine in terms of their looking at their business plan? Um, because I've had incidences where banks have told me that they just, they don't even understand my business. They don't understand the kind of grocery I sell. They are like oblivious of the wow. kind of food or the market. Um, they don't even have enough data to be able to know, okay, let's look at your business plan. How many um, immigrants or black um, people are in Alberta of African descent that you'll be able to generate this number of income you said you're not going to do. They don't have enough data. They don't have enough information for them to be able to work with. Everything is very strange. And then you have to explain and explain and explain to them over and over and over again of what you plan to do, uh, how you want to do it, and how this business, I had to stick out my neck to take on personal credits, personal loans on my name till date, on my name for my business to keep going because they won't do anything for my business. And there's no way that business is going to grow or expand when Absolutely. they are not helping me to be able to position me like other businesses run by, um, people that are not from African descent or not immigrants. And women like me that walk up to a loan, they are selling a wellness package or something, they get loans because they believe they understand that kind of market or business. But they don't get to learn more or know more, get that, get that data for them to understand my business. So those are the uh, suggestions I will make to the banks for them to look inward, to creatively bring together 
women in this sector, especially because we are, a lot of us are here now. A lot of black um, African um, immigrants are in Alberta, are in, in Canada now. We need to bring together, okay, what do they eat? How do they live their daily lives? What kind of things they do? What kind of needs is in their community? So if we are trying to meet those needs, so the lenders, the banks still need to understand that these are the needs we're trying to meet and there's market there for us to say we want to go into it. And then they will be able to understand and meet our needs. And then you don't have to do so much explanations. And at the end of the day, they will come back to you and say, oh, we are sorry that we don't finance this kind of business because I've had dozens of those um, rejections. Wow, that's very impactful. Thank you so much. So I want to find out what is next for Kenny. What's next <laughs> for Bulk Buy? You have a location on the south side. You have a location on the west side. All within a span of like two years. That's yeah, amazing. Um, we were two years when we opened our west location. Wow. Yes. So what are your next adventures? <laughs> it's quite a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Bulk Buy West, we are kind of in the process right now because it's a... 5,000, about almost 6,000 square feet space in, for the first and the, the second floor. It has the first floor, which is the main retail area. And then at the back, we have the warehouse. And then upstairs, we are having a, a restaurant there and a mini banquet uh, space that we are in the process um, with the city right now to finish all the permit and complete the construction. Partly the, the place is set, but we just need to put in the fit in the kitchen right now. So it's going to be a uh, West location is going to be a multi um, use space. It shouldn't just be a retail space. Also, we have a tenant in the building using one of the space for uh, makeup and photo shoot studios, as well as for air breeding, like the beautiful one you are <laughs> having right now. So she's having that space. Also, we are having an immigration office as well because it's quite big so we needed to make sure the space is used properly and then it's you know it's um kind of multi people come into the building and they are able to do multiple things at the same time so that's that's our plan also in the near future we hope, hope we are looking forward to be able to uh, move to other areas of, of Edmonton or even outside Edmonton that's that's the goal and Bok Biose is not just um, a place for Africans alone because we sell produce just like every big box retail stores. We sell produce, we sell vegetables. Um, so we welcome everyone and anyone just like um, we'll see some specialty stores in Edmonton um, that everybody could go there and have a feel. So if you wanna, that's one of our reasons for opening the restaurant so that we could Somebody that want to have a taste of what an African food is, they can go there and have a taste and, you know, take our food. And so those are our plans. And then um, in the nearest future, we'll start looking for another area or market that we'll be able to expand to. Why you need to shop at Bokbai? Number one, we are um, a, a store that we make sure price, we make sure our price is something that you may not be able to get elsewhere. Price is very at the top of our priority in terms of for affordability, for people to be able to afford their food. 
Um, also, number two is we make sure that all of our food, like um, there are certain produce you don't get in winter in Edmonton. Uh, there are some peppers you don't get, like hot spicy habanero pepper, you don't get it in okay. winter. But we, you get to bug by year round, you get it at bug by. So we'll preserve them, we'll freeze them, and people will be able to access them at any point in time. So and so that's those are the things that are set bulk by apart from other stores. Also at bulk by, we salvage food. We take food from other grocery sellers, even in locally. We take from farmers. We keep them. We salvage them, and we sometimes we sell them at as low as getting them off regular retail price of 80% of what you get at regular grocery stores. These are really good food, but it may not look perfect, like you want mm. a perfect apple, you want a perfect grapes, but they are very good food. They're still good for you to be able to eat or use. And something about buy that we do is, if we can't sell them, we gift them, we donate them. Wow. We don't throw food out at Bug buy. That's, that's something that is with us. And we just want you to know that when you support us, you're also supporting a small business. You're supporting uh, a business that really cares about their environment. We support a lot of initiatives locally here in Edmonton. We raise funds for nonprofits, mm -hmm. and we also support youth in our local community. We take youth from African Center Youth uh, Skill uh, Program that come to us and come and learn um, new skills, we support uh, newcomers, immigrants that are new to Canada. We support people with disability. So wow. yes, we take uh, people from employabilities that we help to train those youth and help them. And we've had youth come to us, they work with us, and now some of them are working with the city of Edmonton. So we are really proud of those initiatives. This is a place that you will come to and then you will feel like your home. And we don't send anyone away. We make sure we meet all our customer needs we if a customers have a complaint they know that when they reach out to me or my husband those complaints would definitely be solved 100 percent as part of interviewing kemi i went to visit the second location of bulk by wholesale on the west side of edmonton bulk by wholesale west spans 5800 square feet and is fitted with a commercial kitchen a restaurant and a small banquet on the second floor. The first bulk by wholesale location is on the south side of Edmonton with over 2,000 square feet of space. In 2021, bulk by wholesale won the Alberta Business of Distinction Award by Alberta Chamber of Commerce and Kemi has been nominated for various national and international awards, including Afropolitan Award in 2021, Universal Women Award in 2022, and she has also been nominated twice for the RBC Women of Influence Award. An organization supporting Black businesses and entrepreneurs in Canada is the Black Business and Professional Association, or BBPA. BBPA is a nonprofit charity organization founded in 1983 with the goal of addressing equity and promoting opportunity for the Black community in business, employment, education, and economic development. 
Through a variety of initiatives, BBPA delivers programs to advance Canada's Black communities for professional excellence, higher education, and economic development.